Everyone in the town had their own opinion. Determining to find out for himself, Bernard of Quinterville invited Giovanni to stay the night and stationed himself to spy on his guests through a secret peephole. As the house fell silent, he watched in amazement as Giovanni sprang from his bed, knelt down and began to repeat a single simple phrase again and again. My God and my all. My God and my all. Tears ran down his cheeks as he repeated, My God and my all. Bernard of Quinterville was so inspired by Giovanni's self-evident, all-consuming love for God that he followed his example, gave away his wealth and became the young man's first disciple. Within a year, there were 11 of them. Within a decade, there were more than 5,000. And... Within 20 years, the course of European history had been realigned by the joyous life and simple teaching of one Francis of Assisi, as Giovanni is better known today. The political activist Jim Wallace says that Francis of Assisi returned to the gospel with such force that it took the whole world. The Marxist leader Lenin said, give me 10 men like Francis of Assisi and I will rule the world which is ironic because Francis and his followers never wanted to rule the world, having relinquished money, power, and worldly prestige. And it was that place of thankfulness that Francis of Assisi was in that shifted what was going on around him and was an example to other people about um, how to live their lives. So not only is it good for us, for society, to be thankful... But when we direct our thanks and focus on God, it can shift the whole world. It can have an impact much, much greater than we could ever imagine. But you may say, well, mm, that's fine if you know God, to say thank you to God. Let me read you another story. By the way, this is my current book, How to Pray by Pete Gregg. I've only read the first couple of chapters and it is already brilliant, so I recommend it to you. Um, it's a simple guide for normal people. I like to think that I'm normal. I'm definitely simple. So, this is uh, Pete talking about one of his friends. My friend Kathy was a militant atheist at the University of Wichita, Wichita when, late one night in her lodgings, gazing down at her sleeping baby, gazing down at her sleeping baby, I know that's not a sleeping, but I thought it was a lovely photo. Um, she was overwhelmed with a desire to give thanks to someone or something for this gift of all gifts. Without a husband or a boyfriend in her life with whom to share her sense of wonder, Kathy whispered a few self-conscious words of gratitude out into the silence, and, as she did so, the atmosphere seemed to change. Wave upon wave of love unlike anything she had ever experienced, came flooding into the room. Kneeling there that night beside her sleeping baby, Kathy relinquished her ardent atheism, and more than 30 years later, she remains a follower of Jesus. So it doesn't matter whether you know God or not. There's something about a thankfulness, a spirit, a spiritual thing when we say thank you. When, when someone last said thank you to you, did you just brush it off? Or did, that, did it hit? Did it hit home somewhere? 
no matter how big or how small that thing might have been that someone was saying thank you for, to you for. It probably landed somewhere, somewhere in here, caused a little bit of a, oh, that feels good. So being thankful is a good thing, not just for us, not just for community that we live in, nor for wider society. But it takes us, I think, to a place where we can be thankful for something that happened in eternity and not just in the here and now. Just to give you a, a different perspective on this, this is called the, the Empty Cross. It's a sculpture in Texas. And how big do you think this sculpture is? If you know how big this sculpture is, don't answer. How big do you think? Do you think it's as tall as me? Do you think it's uh, taller? Okay, let me give you a different perspective. That's how big it is. So here's, there's a person. And uh, there are some cars up here. And the reason I chose this is because the cross of Jesus is big enough, vast enough, all-encompassing enough, not only to receive our thanks when we come to him, but to receive and take on board all of the pain that there might be alongside that. And that's the eternal part of giving thanks, that we can come to the God of all, Emmanuel, who came, walked this earth, died on a cross and rose again so that we might come in a spirit of thankfulness and a spirit of praise and say thank you for releasing us from death, from the power of sin and into full relationship with Jesus. So we can say thank you and we can show our appreciation for the material things around us we can appreciate and say thank you for the ways in which people serve one another. But I'm just going to give us uh, an opportunity just to say thank you to God. And if you're not sure where you stand with God, God isn't bothered about where you feel you stand. He's standing there for you. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that you sent your Son to make it possible for us to come into your presence right here, right now, to bring all of the things that we're thankful for as well as all of the things that trouble us. And your arms and your heart are big enough and broad enough and encompassing enough to take all of that Help us to know your presence like that young mother did in her room with her baby. Help us to know your presence, the presence of your love in our lives. And help us, Lord, as we're thankful to know you rejoicing over us. We ask all these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.